Welcome back, everyone, to episode 16 of Show and Tell. This is just my small adventure to highlight different creators and contributors to the Magic community. Uh, today, I'm incredibly, incredibly honored to be joined by Magic streamer, cosplayer, world traveler, coffee aficionado, uh, Talia Vest. Talia, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Hey, Drew. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it truly it is truly my pleasure. Uh, Tala, you are just all over the place with all the awesome stuff you do. So I just want to jump right in with my favorite place, the beginning. Uh, and let's start with Magic. Uh, we were kind of talking beforehand, but uh, when did you start playing Magic? What kind of got you into the uh, Magic world? Yeah, so I was, gosh, this was like over a decade ago. And I was playing D&D &D, and I was playing a very, very long campaign. It was two years long. Oh, wow. um, every single weekend, eight to ten hours of my weekend was dedicated to D&D. &D. And, um, you know, I've just always been a gamer. So I played a lot of deck building games uh, like Ascension and Fairytale and even munchkin which is like not deck building but it's kind of similar to how magic has played out a little bit and so i was already like playing those kind of games when the the D, &D group approached me uh near the end of our campaign we we were just playing something different and they brought a fat pack and was like we're gonna we're gonna draft this and i was like okay and i drafted and it was amazing and i beat everyone and i was like <laughs> this might be my game and i loved all the art and so uh honestly i've not played D, &D since and that was like 10 years ago so wow 10 years i just went i just love magic so much and i couldn't stop playing and i've literally thought about it every single day since so that's wow 10 years gosh ten, it's funny because 10 years ago is not 10 years ago when i think about magic do you know what set like what sets were out around then i'm trying to think i do remember when I went to Strike Zone, which was my LGS at the time, I was buying Avison Restored packs okay. like at regular yeah. price. <laughs> I bought some of those, and then I think it was like Dragons of Takir. I don't remember exactly. And there was like some kind of Mirrodin. Scars of Mirrodin, maybe? Scars, that sounds... It was around 2011, I think. Um, but I can't remember exactly what the set was. But I do remember buying packs because I went back on my Instagram and I had posted pictures of them. So that's why I remember. That's, that's funny. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, gosh, I think about... when I, I think about, I used to buy packs of Urza's Saga from the borders down the street from me. Like, you know, $3 a pack. Like, here's Urza's Saga, Urza's Legacy... <laughs> do you think i ever pulled anything Woo! super expensive nope never i like go back through my cards and i'm like man i gotta have something you know guy's cradle no it's a bunch of just all the really not rare there's <laughs> a stuff oh no um that's funny okay so d oh, okay d and d that's a that's a long campaign was it this did you okay we're gonna this is now d and d talk did you play the same character though all the way through or did you have multiple characters i or did i regret it Oh, wow. I regret my decision. I played a ranger. A ranger. I was like, mm, why did I do this? But I wanted to, but everybody else had already picked their, their classes and everything. And I was like, well, ranger's not taken. I'll be a ranger. That's funny. So what was your ranger's name? Um, did they have an accent? What was their race? This is always, I, I'm always. Oh my God. I need to know if you did. I have Instagram. I have Instagram pictures back <laughs> on my, on my wall of my character name. Oh, really? Uh, 
and I cannot remember what it is. I haven't thought about this in so long. Um, oh my God. You think it would be, more, I have the worst memory in the world. <laughs> I think it was Kyrie, which is so typical because it was like from Kingdom Hearts. Cause I was obsessed with Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. I'm pretty, it started with a K. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is wild. I watched. I never played Kingdom Hearts, but I had a friend. I did this thing a lot where I had a friend, or I, he's still my friend, but he was my friend back then as well, where he would always, he was a, the, the hardcore gamer, and I liked games, but I could never really sit down and play them like he could, so I would come over after work and just watch him play games, and I would watch him play, I think it was Kingdom Hearts 2, I sat down and like I just watched him play the whole game. Like mm-hmm. he would just play and I would just watch and it'd be like this story is this story is wild. Like I don't it's so intense and deep like what is going on but somehow it's also really good. Like I don't know what it, like what it's, what brought I you mean, in. It's cool. It's like Final Fantasy and like Disney smushed together. So yes. it was really cool. Yeah. I think And and there like I don't think the story was like super strong, you know, yeah. in comparison to like one of my favorite games, which is The Last of Us, which is now a, a TV series. Yeah, very good. Which I was very upset about, but I'm enjoying the show. Yeah. I know I'm going off there a little bit, but the show's really good. They're doing a good job. But um, yeah, like it wasn't like a super deep story, but it was like an emotional one. And it, you're like playing characters that you grew up with. So yeah. it was cool. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, I think the uh, yeah. it kind of did almost like the Marvel thing before the Marvel, you know, you get like, oh, here's your, you know, Goofy and and Donald and like Captain Jack Sparrow is now part of your crew or the, you know, Tron is like whatever and I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. the world. I think we always enjoyed when we went to a new world, you get the <gasps> new guy and like, liked- and you do like the team up, the special move, like to see how intense yeah. it is. Cool. And then the new Keyblade, like seeing how the, you know, the Keyblade Keyblade incorporates the world kind of thing. Yeah, super cool. I really like horror, so I I loved the Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm, yeah, uh, level that one was excellent. Well, I think it's part of the probably part of the charm is they really like captured the essence of you know that particular world or story when you went you know you felt like oh I, you know uh, was it Christmas Town is that what's I think is what it's called yeah uh, you really felt like oh this was you know you're really in that, you know, playing a game in that world with Jack Skellington and all that kind of, all that kind of cool stuff. And it had a, a grandioseness to it. I think that's the word where I can remember specifically, I think the second or the third one where you're in like a, a cavern and there's a, what are they called? Solace. This is, this is now a Kingdom Hearts podcast where like, you're just like fighting <laughs> off like hundreds of them and you're just hitting the thing. And it's just like a, the scale of it was always pretty impressive to watch. Yeah. I, I really appreciated the, like, mechanics of it, I guess, mm-hmm. is what you would say. Yeah. Like, sometimes you're just smashing stuff and you're just, like, going through the heartless. But then when you get to the boss, like, it actually had some difficulty to it. Yeah. So it was cool. But, like, for the most part, you were just kind of going along, smashing stuff, enjoying the story and the characters and the environment. So Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I like Squall was always my favorite Final Fantasy guy, and he was a pretty big like <laughs> character. I think he was voiced by David Boreanaz, who was Angel and Angel and Buffy, another great show. Ooh, I love Buffy. Yeah, Buffy's a great series. I was a big Angel fan as well until the series ended, unfortunately. Anyways, okay, that's a whole <laughs> other, <laughs> whole other thing. But uh, <laughs> yes, Kingdom Hearts very cool. Uh, Last of Us also very cool. It's nice to see a video game ac- adaptation that's. Uh, you know, taking the essence of the game but making a interesting story. Um mm-hmm, I've been mm-hmm. very impressed. Plus uh well really well casted I think. I think uh oh, his name's 
like and Pedro Pascal has been has been very he's kind of on he's been really just killing it you know with this the Mandalorian like he's uh yeah did you know that he almost like not he almost didn't get that role because it was too similar to the Mandalorian oh he's like doing the same thing he's like escorting a child oh yeah I guess that is kind of that is kind of true yeah 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 so they were like it's kind of the same um you know I I will say like I was not super excited when i saw the casting mm. but they've proved me wrong <laughs> i'm enjoying it they're doing a great job both of them yeah, yeah. well that's good and um i also love who they who they cast um oh my god i don't know why i'm blanking on his name but oh parks and rec oh <laughs> What's his uh name? as bill uh offerman Offer. i was just like ron, Off- ron swanson but that's no that's Offer- yeah. ron swanson <laughs> I love that guy. He's so funny. Yeah. And wow, to see him in that role, like, mm, if y'all have not seen that episode, go watch it. I'm crying just even thinking about it right now. <laughs> it was so emotional. Yeah. Uh, he killed it. He did such a good job. And it's crazy to think about just the range of his acting ability. Because you think about, you know, I think most, exactly. most think people, you know, like I said, Ron, you know, Ron Swanson, it's a very like yeah. specific type of role. Um, it could almost be like one of those roles where you kind of get pigeonholed, like the you know, like the fawns or something like that. But he has kind of demonstrated he has a a very yeah. a very wide range, even while maintaining this a similar personality in his roles. I don't know. It's it's good. He's just good yeah. actor. Like, I mean, that's what good actors do, right? They they uh, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. No, that episode is definitely a classic for sure. And and the guy that played Frank as well. Wait, Bill and Frank. Yeah, yeah that's their name. So. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I watched him in The White Lotus, and I, I loved his character. It was cool to see him. I, I hope to see him in more roles, because I think he's excellent as well. Yeah. They both both did a great job. Agree. Yeah, definitely definitely <laughs> a great show. Um, definitely worth checking out. Uh, kind of help, hopefully destigmatize the idea of com- uh, translating video games to either movies or television shows. Uh, I think you just got to be able to put, like, uh, maybe the the right people behind it you know it's so yeah. easily they kind of just like these roles get or these these properties get thrown to people who don't know the game or don't have an interest in like taking care of the core idea of the game i think that was like i haven't i haven't watched it but i know like the halo show kind of got um killed because the people who did it like didn't ever play the game like they never played the halo games didn't know any of the story and I don't know how you can mm. kind of go into a property like that, especially when you have, mm-hmm. you know, your core audi- excuse me, your core audience being, you know, gamers and nerd, you know, nerd people. Like they're gonna they're gonna dissect everything because that's kind of it's kind of what we do. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we, uh, yeah. That's like we we look to our things. We're very protective of our of our uh, our hobbies. Yeah. Speaking of gaming adaptations, this might be a sore subject, but. Whatever happened to the Magic the Gathering one? Oh my god, that's that's another. I can remember. <laughs> Do we know? <laughs> Does anyone out there know? I, I don't even know if Wizards knows. To be perfectly honest, there was what happened. I mean, initially the Russo brothers were attached, which was kind of interesting, right? Exciting. And then yeah. that kind of fell away. And then uh, there was one thing with Brandon Roth, kind of put out a thing because he think he was supposed to be voicing Gideon, and he put out like mm-hmm. a like, hey, like I'm very excited. To be, you know, voicing Gideon, which is probably, I mean, I, I know it's supposed to be unrelated to the main magic story, but it's also kind of weird to um, 
highlight a character who in the main magic story isn't around you know like yeah 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 I, I exactly I, you know, I, I guess i would have thought jace would have made kind of the main i guess even now jace is you know kind of around but not around but at the time like he was still just yeah. he was still kind of you know the main leader of the gate or what i don't know he was kind of like one of the, the main face characters of the story so i always thought it was weird that they would you know pick gideon as the kind of person to launch the platform on uh, i don't know gideon's uh the face of hot pockets right now that's true that is true that's uh <laughs> I've never been more tempted to buy a hot pocket than I have recently. Seeing the Gideon and his uh, his same big muscular same. arm on the top, so it's uh, <laughs> yeah. To go find those in the wild. You know what? Like, I've only ever really loved like the strategy of the game and the gameplay itself. I haven't looked much into the lore until recently. Uh, this past weekend at MagicCon Philly, uh, I was playing Elspeth Resplendent, and I wanted to research the role a little bit, like find out what she's about. Um, and I um, started deep diving and learned a little bit about the lore of Elspeth and New Capanna. Yeah. And I was like, whoa that's so wild like there's all of these stories happening and it's pretty drawn out in the cards yeah shocker <laughs> no that like in the titles and in, in like the the flavor text and it's like telling a story in the cards and i just never really thought of it that way i don't know why i just look at the mechanics and i'm like okay this works with this like let's build a cool deck and I've never really thought about it, but it was, it was cool. There, I learned all about new Capanna and it was, it was really interesting. And the, the angels and the halo and all that kind the of angels and the halo. And the, what's this? The, the Silex. The Silex and, and the sword. What's her sword? The, the second Luxier. Luxier that's right. Which was made by the halo. And the halo is made by, oh my gosh. Giada. Giada. Yeah, I think Giada makes Giada. And it's supposed to be like I'm like what? It's, yeah, it's uh and I think they were like one of the only planes that was able to turn back the Phyrexians when they invaded initially or something like that. And yeah, they were invaded by Phyrexians and then the demons and the angels fought together and then the demons betrayed the angels and they put them in stasis. And now I know all these things <laughs> and I'm like I don't want to play demons anymore. No. <laughs> I can just imagine the angels being put into stasis. It's, it's curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. This is what we get for <laughs> trusting you demons. But um, yeah, so Elspeth, Elspeth is cool. I think Elspeth is probably my favorite main Planeswalker character right now. Um, she was not my favorite. I was so into Liliana, just mm. like Liliana, Liliana, Liliana. But now that I know Elspeth's story, I am huge fan girl yeah. of Elspeth. Yeah. Love the character. Her even her backstory so, from th I'm excited. From Theros I think is pretty cool just kind of being, you know, yeah. um, tasked with killing a god and then that that betrayal. Yeah. That betrayal. She took uh what's the god's name? She took his weapon. Uh Zenigo? Z Zen or Clothus? Clothus, Clothus, Heliod. One of those. No, Heliod. Heliod. There you go. We got that. I think it was Heliod, yeah. <laughs> And uh, I think that that's what 
that why she had the shadow sphere or something. something I, like, I think so. I think she got. Some, anyways, it's yeah, cool. I think she got the godsend. I like from it. Heliod to kill yes. to kill Xenagos, and then Heliod killed her, and then the godsend turned into the shadow sphere. Maybe? That's right. Like that. She died, and then she came back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see where her character is going next. Yeah, so. yeah that preview card um, from uh, Mother of Machines, Moment of Truth, is a very interesting little peek onto probably her mm-hmm, return. Mm-hmm. I think there's probably some Easter eggs in the art with the angel feathers bopping around, so it'll definitely be interesting yeah. to see her return. Um, there's definitely some Easter eggs inside the set if you were at any of the Magic Cons. Yes, yes. Which is really cool. I just learned. So very cool. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, gosh, Maggie. <laughs> okay, so gosh, we're so much to talk about. Okay, re- okay. Before we get away from the D and D thing, which is, <laughs> did you do a voice? I this is. I had um, two episodes ago. I had Lexi the Black Girl Mage on, very big uh, in the dungeon, oh, and we talk about how if, nice. if you do a character like you wrote, like do you do fully commit? Like I'm a voice guy. Like if I'm doing a character, I'm he's doing a. They're doing a voice. Do you, did you did you really get into the role playing aspect, or were you just kind of what is what is your voice? Let's hear oh one. Oh gosh. Okay, so <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think if any of them are like. So I do my current. So I'm in a current group right now, and um, a play group. And I do. I have a a gnome wizard named Bowden, and he's basically Rocket Raccoon. So I do a very like scratchy like, oh, I'm gonna steal that guy's leg. We're gonna st- I'm gonna steal yeah! that candlestick. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> He hangs out with a giant, nice. a giant orc named Grimgore, and they're like, it's a very Drax, um, it's like Drax in Rocket Raccoon pairing, and like, they're they're very they're bus buds, so like they they watch out for each other. But that's kind of that's kind of the thing. But I'm all about I like doing the voice. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna do like these kind of that's fine. You gotta commit. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my playgroup was like super awesome and very creative, and so they love doing stuff like that. And we would like, I mean the the dm would build sets like full sets oh wow and it he it, he took like years making these sets i'll have to post pictures on my instagram because it was so wild at one point he had built this like giant ship oh, wow. and it, like out of cardboard and stuff and the play like the play um area or whatever the play board yeah. i don't remember what you call it but like the grid yeah. The grid uh, would actually like if you go downstairs, then he would lift it up and they would be like reveal a whole other room. And it was like this deep and there was like six floors or something. I mean, he I got to post pictures of this, y'all, on my Instagram because they are it was so impressive the amount of work that went into it so because he put so much work into it i mean there was like music and like <laughs> lights and D was his life yeah. uh and so i felt like i would be doing a disservice if i didn't like get into it yeah. right or like come dressed up sometimes and like put on a voice but my character um honestly very similar to just who i am like or my voice, mm-hmm. but more like stern and more like very Elspethy, actually, if you think about yeah. it. Like very l- narrow minded in like her goals and like what she's looking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? So very like blunt. I didn't, I'm sick right now, so I can't really <laughs> do like a bunch of voices, but like, I don't know. If she was just more like matter of fact, yeah. like 
<laughs> like lower voiced and like I don't know. If you're listening to the podcast version, she's just giving us <clears throat> I don't even know it's just a, a dead stare into the camera. Like someone, you, yeah. You, basically, if you were arguing with her, the argument would be over, and you would have lost. It's pretty much how that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. It's you know what? It's you don't want to cross her. No, not at all. And it's <laughs> it's almost it's so impressive too to think about because like these days, my group <clears throat> we do like territory or land. You know, they'll they'll bring out like uh, models for sets, but with three D printers, it's I mean, don't say it's easy, but it's relatively easier now to kind of get that stuff. Because uh, you could, there's so much uh, access to uh, SDI files on the internet and in the world. But like back, you know, ten years ago, yeah, you're building that stuff at you know whatever. You, oh, so yeah. the level of dedication, all the household items, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's and that, I mean that's part of you know I think that's part of the fun is when you can really um, make the experience that more involved. I think it's just more enjoyable for everybody, you know, for you and the and the um, dungeon master too. Mm-hmm. It was it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. It led me to magic, so. Yeah, all roads yeah. all roads lead to magic. And I mean, and I still love D&D, and I would totally play again. It's just like, it, it was so time-consuming. Yeah. I would much rather do like a one-shot, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely, I mean, I, I <clears throat> talked about this kind of, again, with back with uh, with Lexi. It's the, uh, depending, especially on the size of like a play group, like getting, that's usually the biggest encumbrance is like Schedules. scheduling, right? Everyone's. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because those, you know, like you said, eight to 10 hour session, that's a pretty, pretty normal, you know, session. Like, it was like every Saturday. Yeah, that's uh, all day. That's wild. That is a wild time. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Let's, uh, let's. It was fun <laughs> though, because at the, like, there would be certain breaks. Like if it was Thanksgiving break, we would actually go out. Uh, they, we live in Texas. Oh. Um, I live in Houston, but you know, just about an hour and a half North is like woods. So we would actually go camping and like do a session out in the woods, which was fun. Oh, that's cool. Wow. That's real. Yeah. That's, that's really fun. It must've been a pretty, yeah. uh, pretty tight uh, group you had there to, to do something like that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. I have a lot of board games here, which you can't see, but yes, these are all board games. So like, definitely i still play when i have time stuff like games that are kind of D D inspired i would mm-hmm. say like betrayal the house on the hill yeah. and gloomhaven and imperial yep. assault and like those things but those those are kind of good for like short one-offs yeah we're definitely yeah. we definitely live in kind of a golden age of of board games i have i have like a gaming group and i have few of us the big group is all the D people and then we have a smaller group where we do we have a gloomhaven group and been really in this game called nemesis which gloomhaven takes all day but yeah you depending know, it's still <laughs> yeah we've been doing a jaws of the lion which is a little i think a little smaller mm. but it's like and you can get it's kind of nice because it's missions so you can kind of like you know you can do a mission yeah. decide if you want to do another one uh, but it's it's still involved yeah, yeah, there's yeah. still a lot that goes on and it's it could be you know that's how Imperial Assault is, which I thought was really cool. It's like yeah. a Star Wars game, and it's like mission. And if you don't complete the mission, then you fail. Yeah, and it's like okay. I think I have yeah. that. I think my friends actually got me got me that for one of my birthdays, and I think I. It's a fun game. I mean, I'm a big Star Wars guy, so that was kind of, you know, I'm yeah, Star, more Star Wars. But uh, yeah, we've been playing this Nemesis one, which is very uh, Alien inspired, like the movie Alien. Nice. Yeah, you wake up like on a on a <laughs> ship and you kind of don't really know what's going on and you get like uh, mission cards that are secret and they can be like just you know make sure you get to Earth or it could be like everyone has to die except you and it's pretty. Oh my god, that sounds just like Imperial Assault. Yeah, it's probably I'm, I'm sure, yeah. but it's yeah, it was super fun. 
Um, because it's like everybody kind of has their own mission that they're trying to do. So somebody could be like sabotaging it. Yes. Essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So it was uh, my first time I played through. Hidden rules. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Which it's, I joke with my friends because I, first time I played it, I was an engineer and I was like, oh yeah, I fixed all the engines. All the engines are good. And then immediately when an escape pod opened, I just jumped in and left and they were all just dumbfounded. And then the, sh- the ship <laughs> blew up and they all died and I won. But now they will never trust me again. <laughs> no matter no matter <laughs> what I say, they'll always be like, we remember what you did that first time and we're never going to believe you anything. Anything you say we feel is a lie. I'm like, oh man, I've kind of <laughs> painted myself into this corner. That reminds me of the game um, that came, well, became popular in the pandemic, Among Us. Did you ever play that? I, you know, I watched people play. I never, I never played it myself. It was so fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, it felt like that. It felt like Werewolf or like one of those, you know, Coob or like secret hidden games. But yeah, I don't know. On the computer, it was fun. I missed that game. It was. I want to play it again. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, and I, the funny part is that game. I think had been out for like a few, like a year or two. It had, and then yeah, someone, which is so wild. Someone just stumbled upon it and just started putting together um, groups of people because you know we were all kind of stuck inside for the most part. And that was a good time. I met a lot of content creators through that game. Actually, like I met like Garbage Andy through that game, um, and just like some other Twitch streamers. So it was cool. Yeah, very cool brought people together yes and that's you know that's always the best part when you can bring people together for a good time <clears throat> mm-hmm. um okay so let's let's talk a little more about, about magic uh you started as a limited player uh, i think mostly now when you stream you mostly do limited kind of gameplay is that fair to say yeah i will say i have not been streaming a whole lot and that's because i go to a lot of conventions and i am also like a multimedia content creator. So I'm, I'm like creating content for other companies and brands, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, because I used to work in production for many, many years, always did that as like a side gig. Um, and so now I'm kind of combining the two things. So I'm combining magic and production and all of those things that I love into one. So it's really cool. Um, I do stream <laughs> occasionally. Yeah. And when I stream, uh, it is limited, but, um, I want to, I want to start streaming some more stuff. Yeah. It's like streaming is like the fun. It's like the chill fun thing. Yeah. And everything else is like work. So I don't have a lot of time on my hands to stream right now. You do seem but. like, uh, you are quite busy. Um, so let's talk about, okay. We know you do magic. We need limited. I know you're a pretty big commander player. Uh, you know, I've seen you on other people's streams. I think you were somewhat time is an illusion somewhat recently on like elder dragon hijinks i think i saw yeah uh, which is another very popular commander uh stream channel but let's talk about yeah. um we'll come back to it let's talk about cons let's talk about um so you've been one of the featured creator co- creators i guess is it was like creator cosplayers you have been cosplaying yeah. but uh, creators at uh magic 30 um most recently when this uh as of this recording you were just at uh magic con philly um, mm-hmm. uh, I got to talk to you a little bit at Magic 30 in Vegas, uh, which is very cool. Um, so let's, um, you, I think you've done a little, so talk to me about, uh, would you consider yourself a cosplayer? I, I don't, I'm trying to think like, is that something you've recently got into or is this something you've always um, kind of dabbled in? Um, no, I mean, <laughs> 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 okay. So a long, long time ago when I was like 18, I'm about to be 35 y'all. So a very long time ago, 
I discovered cosplay. Um, I grew up like my parents were really religious. I was not allowed to celebrate Halloween. So whenever I turned 18, I bought costumes and I started posting pictures of them um, like on Facebook back then. But um, and then Comic Con started coming around. So we had Comic Palooza here in Houston. Oh, wow. And I remember going and it was like so tiny. And I was like one of the only people dressed up. I dressed up as Silk Spectre Spectre. from Watchmen. All right. right. That's a cool. Yeah. And so uh, I loved it. Like I was like, this is so great. I I just really loved like embodying the character and like it just was so fun to act because I also had an acting background as well. That's a whole other story, but um, yeah. And so, and it was just really cool. Like everybody wanted to talk and everybody was asking for photos and it was like a really cool way to interact with people in the community. And I was like, Whoa, this is awesome. (laughs) So I kept doing it. Like every year I would go back to comic Palooza with a new cosplay and it was all for fun all for fun i did celine from like underworld um i I did mystique from x-men i like fully body painted myself which was a mistake (laughs) in houston heat because i had to wait in line outside and i sweated it all off but lesson learned uh so i did a lot of comic book stuff Mm -hmm. and anime stuff as well i did attack on titan mikasa just stuff that like i was really passionate about if it's a character i really liked then i would want to cosplay them uh so yeah it was all just for fun and then i'm not gonna lie it started becoming like hey do you want to be a guest and like patreon was coming around and people were there was this like pressure to make it a business Mm -hmm. um and i just like i I don't know i wasn't ready for that like that's not kind of where i wanted cosplay to go so i disappeared for a while like i literally had no social media for like three or four years oh, wow. um i also was going through like a really really bad relationship where he was verbally abusive and was telling me why do i do cosplay because like where is it going you know i just didn't have a su- good su- support system around me yeah. um i've divorced that guy uh now but like i just didn't have a good support system and so it just seemed like it was like for what like why am i doing this and i kind of like lost the joy of cosplay sadly um because i just yeah i felt pressure to like sell prints and like be guests at cons and i and i was a guest at a few cons but i kind of yeah just like i just disappeared um for a while and when i started uh discovering magic i actually haven't really cosplayed a magic character before there is a cosplay group um that i think zbex kind of was moderating a friend of mine uh you might know zbex she does amazing cosplays and it was like a cosplay group on discord uh with the magic community and so they were like let's do um i think it was something for halloween like they were like let's do something for halloween and i was like i'll yeah i got like i got the spark again i was like okay i'll do something so i did garuk um i well i had planned on doing an ewok from star wars (laughs) so i had green stuff like i had green fabric and i was like looking in my closet and i was like oh i never did the ewok so 
uh, this is kind of Garouk, and it was just like a closet cosplay. It was just something real quick. We posted some pictures on Twitter. Yeah. And so, and we like planned to do that all at the same time. And it was fun. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is fun. Um, and all my friends cosplay still like, you know, Zbex and Zabricus. And I mean, it's just so many people in the magic community cosplay. So uh, yeah, I kind of like got the spark for it again. Um, but really uh, when I met you was, gosh, Right, that was the first convention back. Yeah, so it was mag- uh, at the one that Channel Fireball held, mm-hmm. and it was like Magic Fest, I think, um, or Command Fest. I mean, MTG Vegas. I don't know what they called it. MTG Vegas, um, in like 2019 or 2020. I don't remember. It was. It was, it was a few years was ago. A few, yeah, and that was the first convention back, and I had been. I had just started working in production, like with Channel Fireball, doing some Magic Fest online stuff mm-hmm. and commentary and like working behind the scenes. So I was like, I knew who to contact. Yeah. So I contacted, um, I don't know if I should say his name, but I contacted Mashi and I was like, hey, can I have a booth at your convention? And he was like, yeah, it's 500 bucks. I was like, okay. Cool. So I reached out because I, I had cosplay friends. So I reached out to them because they have prints and things like that. And I was like, hey, who wants to do a booth with me? It's 500 bucks. We can split it and we can just have a presence here. It'd be really awesome because like every booth is just dudes. So it'd be really awesome to have like some, you know, women power at these things and not be like the only ones. So, yeah, we did it like super last minute. We had like two weeks to prep. And, um, I just asked like my cosplayer friends and artist friends and yeah, whoever said yes showed up and it's kind of evolved a lot from there. Now we go to a lot of conventions and we're about to come, uh, or we're about to go to DreamHack uh, coming up, uh, next month. So cool. it's just really grown and it's not really like a set group of people. Uh, I'm talking about she sparks, sorry, I'm going on a rant. But we call ourselves She Sparks uh, because it sparked the idea in me, right? Like, it's it, we want to spark the idea in others. We want to we want to spark something in others and like show them that it's okay to play magic if you're a woman, and it's okay to come to these things if you're a woman because you have a safe place to come, you have a comfortable place to come, and you know because it's intimidating. It's very intimidating. So it's kind of evolved a lot, um, but yeah, it's not a set group of people. Um, it's more of a movement and it's like a statement of just supporting each other, you know, of the marginalized gender in like a male dominant game industry. You know what I mean? I do. No, it's, um, yeah. So yeah. So she's, let's talk about she sparks. I think that's, uh, definitely very cool. I went off a lot there, but, (laughs) um, yeah, cosplay Yes, all of this led me to where I am now. So amazing, amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so gosh, where to start? Let's go. Let's talk about. We'll talk about She Sparks because I think that's. I think it's a, a very cool thing. So, um, She Sparks, like you said, was kind of a group you put together. Um, f- fun fact: uh, when I initially was going to start this show, I was going to call it the Spark, and I'm glad I didn't because the Spark. You know, no, that works too. It's, it's like the idea, you know. And I've even thought about taking off the she because I want to. It's it's like an inclusive thing. I don't want to exclude anyone. It's it's like just promoting a positive 
supportive environment. Yeah. So like our motto is you can sit with us. Yeah. So like I thought about taking off the she and just saying like you spark or they spark or these sparks. Like everybody sparks. Everyone sparks. <laughs> Everyone does spark. But <laughs> I think I think actually having the she sparks is 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 a is a good thing to to. Because like it's like you said, I think a lot of times it is mostly women. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like I, you know, I, I'm I'm sure if there were other cosplayers who who wanted to join in, like you said, it's not a set. You know, it's not it's not a it's not a closed group. Close, it's not an exclusive club. I feel like it's yeah. more of an idea than a really anything else. Exactly. And I think you know I talk about uh, a lot on this show uh, the idea of uh, gaming spaces. A lot of times have a lot. A they tend to be very male dominated, um, and there's yeah. a lot of gatekeeping involved um, unnecessarily. Yeah. So, you know, I think that the idea of she sparks <laughs> as a um, almost as like a signal to like women who may be interested in the game or cosplaying. It's like, OK, there is, you know, they can kind of see what you guys what you guys do. You know, when I first met you, uh, it was you. It was Zebex, Zabrakis and Air Bubbles um, for mm-hmm, fantastic mm-hmm. cosplayers um, in the community. Uh, everyone's always super friendly and super, you know, welcoming and, and easy to talk to and, and just very positive. And I think seeing that associated with the name is a very uh, good way to make uh, maybe people a little scared to kind of join the community, feel a little more welcome. And, exactly. And, uh, that's, yes, that's the whole goal. Yeah. That's the whole point. And I, you know, <laughs> and I think this this word gets tossed around in a negative connotation, but it really is to help kind of provide like a safe space for people interested in like magic and gaming and all that kind of good stuff. And that's important because, you know, there are a lot of people who look at magic or their gaming space and don't want certain people to be in it for whatever reason, you know, but the, I think those kind of bad actors are not representative of the community as a whole. And I think these sort of um, groups that kind of pop up and really work to enable um, inclusivity and in what we're um, what we're all trying to do is are, are important. Mm-hmm. So I think you know I think that's mm-hmm. been you know from what I've seen as kind of an outsider, uh, what you know the faces and the people you've kind of that's been associated with, uh, it never have once seen any sort of negative sort of whatever with the, with the people involved. So I think uh, I think that's a very cool thing that you guys have been doing um, and promoting. Um, Thank you. I think uh, yeah you know it makes it bigger and just it, just being you know open to people kind of coming through and just talking to you. And, you know, we were kind of joking beforehand, the fact that, you know, we, when I, we talked at um, magic 30, you were like, Hey, what you remember me from before. And that's as someone who's just kind of just like a, a random person. You know, like it's a, it's a good feeling when you kind of feel like this uh, good energy from people in these sort of uh, giant kind of conventions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like that's the whole reason I started making content is because like I said, I was just tabletopping it. I knew my brother and my cousin and that was kind of it. Like I didn't really have an LGS to go to. I didn't have a, a community. And so that's why I was like, well, I'll start streaming it on Twitch and like connect with people that like the same thing as me. And it was really hard and like nobody was watching for a long time, but eventually it grew and it grew and it grew. And I mean, I've been streaming there on there almost five years now. And so it took a long time to like build a community, but it's amazing that, you know, you can see someone at a con and like know who they are from Twitch, like yeah. from Twitch chat. It's really, really awesome. Um, and like that to me is so, so fulfilling um, to just have a community of good people around you and supportive people. Cause I never really had that before. I mean, 
even when I was playing magic at the kitchen table, my parents would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get a job. No, I had jobs. I always had like three jobs, yeah. but you know, like they're like, why are you wasting your time playing this game? And I'm like, look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guest at magic 30. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Get one of the guests of honor. I would say. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, when magic approached me as a special guest for cosplay, even though I had not cosplayed magic, really, um, I, I did have experience with cosplay. And, like, also, I'm not going to say no to Wizards of the Coast yeah. for a job. Yeah, no. So I was like, yes, I'll do it. And then I frantically started messaging all my cosplay friends. Uh, uh, can you can you build this for me? Can you build this for me? Because I don't have time. Um, I do like arts. And I like the craft of it. And I love building stuff. But, like, it does take so much time yeah. to do cosplay i think the winner of the contest uh which was Vorin Klex, he did an amazing job but i think he said it was like 178 to 200 hours or something that it took to make his costume and i mean it just takes so much time to make these things yeah and materials and cost and all of that so i was like can i just pay somebody to do this <laughs> because i don't have time so Zabricus made my armor, uh, and she did an amazing job. It turned out really, really awesome. It did. It looked really good. I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop up a photo because I have a photo of you from uh, the Magic. Oh. So I'll pop it up and use the magic and just like, hey. so people take a look. Uh, yeah, fantastic armor. Looked fantastic. Yeah. The layers looked fantastic. I mean, it looked like a very uh, fun experience for the people actually working the layers. Um, oh my gosh, you know, it, it was so cool. So what? So. Okay, let's talk about what was that like? So Wizards approached you. Did they did they pitch the layer concept to you, or was that kind of like how did that? No, it was super super hush hush. Really? Like, okay. They were just like, we want you to do this character, and then I found out that there was layers like a few days before the event, and I was like, this is awesome. We have like full sets. This is cool. Yeah, they looked. So yeah, we had no idea what was happening. Did you know who um, all the other? Who the other cosplayers were going to be beforehand, or how did that? No, oh, really? Okay, no. So that was a, okay. Wow, everything was so hush hush. So, uh, which I, I get it. Like they want everybody to be surprised at the show. Um, and so whenever I found out, when I got like the call sheet that it was, it was Tappy, Toe Claws, and Olivia, and oh my gosh, Roman, who came from the Czech Republic. And um, I don't want to use his real name, but Teferi. Teferi, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I was like, this is so cool. And then it made sense. And I was like, ah, five planeswalkers, five layers, five colors. Okay. This makes sense. It's funny. Super smart, honestly. I think it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's funny you talk about. So Teferi, we, uh, <clears throat> so I, we, we talk on Twitter fairly often. It's super cool. Like, I, that guy, love that guy to death. I love it. It's funny because I've actually thought about seeing if he wanted to come on this show, but I'm kind of like, I don't want to have him on because he's really like he's he's to he is to fairy. He's legit. Like we've talked outside he's of Teferi. yeah, we've talked outside about working together on some photo stuff at some point, but like that yeah. mystique, I don't want you know, you don't want to break that. Um, yeah, break the image. Yeah, that's why I didn't use yeah, his real name. Yeah, no, I. Um, yeah, he is an amazing actor. Mm -hmm. So he actually like works out in LA and he's like a character actor, film actor, yeah. stage actor, super talented. Yeah. Super nice guy too. Like every time I get to yeah. see him, it's always a, it was, I good mean, time. he's like, he's Teferi. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. That's, that's funny. You didn't know, um, 
I didn't know. That's cool. Pretty big. It was cool. Yeah. So uh, for those who didn't, so we had an Elspeth responded. There was Teferi. Uh, Olivia Gilbert Hicks was Liliana. Uh, Professor, Professor Onyx. Onyx. Uh, spoilers, it's Liliana. Uh, Taffy. Liliana. So, yeah, same, same thing. Uh, Taffy was Chandra, kind of her, I think it's one of her signature looks. And um, yeah. the uh, Roman was uh Garuk, the Garuk. Garuk and his Garuk. and they had the layers all look fantastic. Um, that was a yeah, that was a very you know someone who came as a guest to Magic Thirty walking in like it was we kind of talked about before it was a bit overwhelming like in a in a good way like there was just like a lot going on. Yeah. I didn't know because you know after for me uh, MTG Vegas where we first met was my first Magic Con anything so pretty typical like yeah. card trade show kind of that thing. was chill. But yeah. walking into Thirty was like. A whole Bam. other experience because you have, I mean, so much to look at. The layers, I mean, <laughs> game like uh, game nights live was that was so cool. You know, when they talked about it, I was like, I wonder how that's going to go. But I don't think I've ever seen so many people cheer for people playing magic like that in my entire life. And it was just like they did such a good job, it was phenomenal. I mean, shout out to that team. I mean, yeah, I mean, game nights is such a well produced show that that watching game nights is what really sparked that creativity in me to like want to make a bunch of commander decks. Yeah. Like I remember seeing that episode with Melissa Dull. Oh gosh, Melissa. I can't ever say her last name correctly. I feel terrible, but yes, pro player yeah. works at wizards. Um, I remember watching her episode where she was playing Carmetra and she was just playing like, getting all these lands for free and just ramping like crazy. And I was like, yeah, I, I want to make that deck. Yeah. And so I went and made the deck and, you know, I made it my own of course, but yeah, that show has like meant so much to, to so many people in the community. So it's amazing. Just waiting for your time to be on it. I don't think you've ever, have ever got the, uh, I have not been on game nights yet. It'll happen. I, I, I have not. I have a feeling. It is a, it is a bucket list I goal. Can, I, it is a bucket list goal. I can imagine. Well, you, Putting it out there to the universe. <laughs> you should, uh, when they do the thing where they like reach out to like uh, Patreon people to be on, you should just, you should submit a, submit a tape like, hey, I'm Talia Vest. Do you <laughs> know in like 2012 or 2013, I don't even remember when I started my Twitter. Do you know the only reason I started a Twitter page is was to audition for a spot on the show. They had like a giveaway. Oh, really? And that is why I started a Twitter. <laughs> that was my first tweet. That is funny. Was, I want to be on game nights. Isn't that crazy? That was so long ago. Gosh, that, I still haven't been on there. It'll happen. I'm gonna, I'll, we'll start the campaign. <laughs> this will be, that'll be my mission to campaign for uh, Talia Vess on game nights. It would be amazing. Yeah, I, uh, I believe it. Yeah. I, uh, I can't imagine that you're not on the radar. So it, it'll happen and I'll take credit. I'll, I'll just do one tweet with the hashtag Talia and tell you on gk and then whenever it happens i'll be like see <laughs> my letter writing campaign worked <laughs> oh that's funny yeah they they are definitely i mean for me when i came back you know i talk about like a lot of magic players so i've been playing magic for since junior high so uh which god uh <laughs> gonna feel real old so started in urza so that was 99 98 so i kind of come and gone from magic so coming back mm -hmm. my last mm -hmm. the most recent time i think around dominaria uh discovering commander like for me commander has been what i've always wanted magic to be format where i can play cards from any you know any era of magic uh kind of very like casual setting multiplayer um 
that's always what I've I really wanted magic and discovering game nights you know was kind of like oh like this yeah this is it like, this is what I this is what I've been looking for in the game so I do think it, yeah. it's uh and that show continues just to get better and better. Uh, they have a great, mm-hmm. great production crew, and um, it's just it's, yes. it's just crazy how how even just like from when I started watching to now, like just how how better it looks. You know, the the the, the production value has gone up exponentially. Yeah, yeah, they do an excellent job. Some of the best, definitely. Um, so let's okay, let's let's take a little veer from magic for a little bit because you talk about. Uh, you do a lot in, in the world of production, and uh, aside from all your kind of magic exploits, uh, you have another show that you kind of, I think, have been working on. I put out uh, coffee, carbs, and cards. Uh, okay. So yeah. So speaking of YouTube, speaking of YouTube, <laughs> speaking of YouTube you know, there's uh, there's so many amazing EDH shows already, right? Yeah. And you know, and and I used to want to, I used to want to make a game nights. Like I was like, oh, I'd love to make a show like game nights. But there's so many of them now that I just don't want to do that anymore. You know, uh, Elder uh, Dragon Height, Elder Dragon Hijinks is amazing. Olivia and Ailey killing it. And um, I get to guest on there sometimes. So that's cool. And like, I get to like live that out, that dream. But for me, I was like, what is true to me? Like, what is something that I can put out there that makes sense? And for me, it was like, growing up I always watched diners drive-ins and dives and I watched these like travel shows um and I watched these food shows and I was like gosh how amazing would that be like to live that life but I'm traveling with like all these conventions anyways so why not go feature a place to get the best coffee when you're in a city and get the best bite of food probably including a carb of some sort. And then where can we play magic? Like where, so I wanted to kind of incorporate a lifestyle smushed together with magic. So whenever I go to, I don't know, gosh, I almost said Dallas. Dallas is my least favorite city. Let's (laughs) just say San Diego. If I go to San Diego, where can I get the best cup of coffee, grab a bite to eat and play a game of magic, the gathering. And it's just simple as that. Boom, boom, boom. Feature feature three places. Short, sweet. That's it. I filmed a couple of pilot episodes. Um, and, uh, you know, I just like... It was just me and my camera. It was just me yeah. and like this camera right here. And I just wasn't too happy with the outcome. Like the production wasn't as great as I would want it to be. Because um, the mic that I had, I had like a love. And it just like wasn't working great so I did put out a little uh pilot episode that I filmed in New York but my I didn't have a mic it's it's just it's not the quality that I want so I'm such a perfectionist and I need to just do it and like film and put the stuff out there but like also it's just me and I kind of need some help so next time I go to a place um maybe I'll have somebody help me film it but I would love to feature LGSs around the country as well because I think like it's just really cool to hear about why they why they you know wanted to start an LGS and mm. and what their LGS is about and what's the vibe and yeah. if if you go to a city that's what I do if I'm traveling I go get coffee I go get food and then I go check out the LGS that's what I always do so I'm like why not film it and make it a show yeah 
I travel yeah. I travel a lot for work myself and I don't film anything but like <clears> usually you know a lot of times I'll go somewhere and instead of being stuck in a hotel room I will try to find a local card shop to either get a game in of magic or just just go buy some packs and check it out because you yeah. know it's always cool go, going to like a new car you know a card or comic book shop, shop because like you know they're not mm-hmm. they're not like super prevalent in you know a lot of like you might get like one or two depending where you live um around yeah. you but um i thought it was cool i mean i definitely i'm i'm a big fan of coffee i definitely love carbs um and uh <laughs> cards as well uh let me tell you i watched it and I hadn't eaten breakfast, and I was so hungry afterwards. I was, uh. Uh, but like, yeah, it's a cool. I mean, I think it's a it's a cool little idea uh, for sure. I, I can understand doing it by yourself. Uh, I mean, doing any sort of like production thing by yourself could be um, could be a lot. You know, I do I do all this by myself, yeah. and it's like set up and tear down, and you know, trying to make sure the focus is right and running back and forth, and not having someone there to check your audio and all kind of things. So, um, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think you know, I I definitely think it's. I hope it's something you pursue. I thought it was super cool. I mean, who knows? Maybe you could, Thanks. as you travel, if you can, you find people, like, you know, find other creators in the area to kind of like work out, you know, work stuff with you to kind of help you shoot or shoot together. It might be kind of a fun thing, but, um, yeah, that's a good idea. And I think, you know, the idea of, not, you know, like, kind of like you mentioned, there are a lot of great EDH shows out there. I think I made a tweet that they're real. Again, said this earlier too we're kind of living in a golden age of edh shows you know to your point there's yeah there's elder dragon hijinks there's game nights there's decked out from um tournament grounds there's commander at home there's tabletop jocks like they're they're out there there's you know there's a lot of there's a lot yeah but it's nice seeing um something that's still related to cards cards that's kind of a tongue twister if you really like coffee yeah. cards, cards. Uh, yeah. Still related to gaming, but like a kind of different take, you know. In a lifestyle. Yeah, way. and I think you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I definitely think it's a great idea because that's that's just kind of my personality too. Like, I mean, I love magic. It's it's the best. Yeah. But like, I I kind of wanted to showcase the travel that goes with it. You know, you you can go to conventions and you can try really cool, unique experiences mm. in coffee and food and like they're kind of all intertwined really yeah i mean so many people i'll i'll meet at a coffee shop and oh my gosh like i was in mexico city for a convention and i was killing some time because i was with the professor and we had dinner reservations and i got there a little early so i was killing some time i found a coffee shop and oh my gosh the there was this guy he looked so cool like he had like <laughs> the coolest clothes on and I was wearing my magic jacket that has the cards on it. Wow. And he came up to me and, you know, it, it's very streetwear jacket. And he was very, he was wearing streetwear clothes and he was like, I love your jacket. And he was like, do you know that I actually was a pro player for magic, the gathering this like, and he's like, this is my shop. So he owned the coffee shop. Oh. He used to be on the pro tour. Oh, wow. And it was like in the middle of Mexico, like. It was so cool. Like you just make so many connections by wearing a magic shirt around. And, you know, um, I know so many chefs in the food world that play magic. Like it's so intertwined. I mean, one of my friends who has a, you maybe saw pictures of it. It's called the rice box. It looks like something from Blade Runner. He came up with the entire idea over a game of magic, the gathering. Like it's so for, for his shop. So it's like so cool. Just all the creativity that magic brings out and the, it just connects you to so many things and people. So I, I wanted to like capture that in a show. Yeah. 
<laughs> which is a lot harder <laughs> than I thought. <laughs> it is, but you know what? I think I think you know you did one episode, or I think you said you shot a few pilots. So you kind of now you kind of have an idea of what what it entails, and you know you strike me as someone yeah. if, you, if you have an idea about something like you're going to figure out how to make it work. And oh, for sure, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Them. I'm gonna make it work. I I mean I kind of at the point too where with YouTube is like, and with Twitch is I want people to come and hang out with me. Yeah. You know if I'm playing Fortnite because I've been loving playing Fortnite lately, like I want you just to come chill with me. Like it, for me, you know, not because there was a time where I mean I've only pretty much played Magic the Gathering on my Twitch, and I remember um, if I would switch to any other game like. I got a little obsessed with World of Warcraft there for a little bit. Who hasn't? And I would switch the game and then it's like, meh, I don't want to watch anymore. And like people are so like people were so rude in the chat. Not everybody, but people would be like, Oh, you're not playing magic. What's wrong? Like, do you hate the game now? And I'm like, no, I just like, you know, you, I don't want to get burnt out. Like I, I pace myself. I, I play different things sometimes. Yeah. Very rarely, but it's mostly magic. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like I want, kind of my youtube to be whatever i'm i've it could be a vlog it could be like travel it could be like something that's happening in my life like i just want people to like want to be there and support whatever i'm doing which sounds a little conceited that that now that i'm saying it out loud but do you know what i mean mean, like so i just don't want people just to be there like you only have to be magic you know you're not i mean you're as someone who who is constantly coming up with harebrained ideas for art projects and photo projects and com- like I have I have a really good friend who's like who's a comic book artist he's he's more skilled in comics than I will ever be in anything else other than maybe photography my child he's just he's just phenomenal I'm always pitching him ideas for stuff like what if we did like comic like this or what and he's always just like Drew that's that's already this thing or you're just saying I was like oh, okay but like there's always ideas and I think for you like you're you're not um you know magic creator Talia Vesh or Talia Vesh who plays magic right that's like Talia yeah, Vesh is a I appreciate is that. an idea of like <laughs> I don't mean to sound so corporate but Talia Vesh is almost like a I don't say like a brand but it kind of a way it's like a, it's like you are Talia and you do all this stuff like yeah you play a lot of magic but like you travel a lot you talk you know you really into coffee and you're really into food and you're really into cosplay like I don't think there's a it's bad to like want to branch out because like yeah you can only play you know, so much magic before you want to try something else. Can we talk about how wild Fortnite is? I'm going to, I try. I love Fortnite. It, I, <laughs> I'm going to give out a shout out to my, my coworker, Daniel, because he does listen to this show. He'll get a kick right before you popped on. He was streaming Fortnite and he was in the lobby and he was Goku. And there was a Gohan and an Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. And then like they started <laughs> dancing to the, what is it? Monty skin. Song, and I'm just like, what is going? What is this world like? Talk about Kingdom Hearts being weird. Like Fortnite is like this weird yeah. amalgamation of just. They have a lot of crossovers. Yeah, I mean, I I had played so much Fortnite, um, really before I started streaming Magic. Yeah, I was playing a lot of Fortnite, and it was right around the time the John Wick costume uh, yep. came out, yeah. and then I stopped for like three or four years, and I just picked it up again because I heard that there's this no build. The no build, but. I haven't even been playing no build because I got decent at building and I'm like, oh, this is fun. Um, but I'm going to try out no build soon. Uh, but like that, that is what brought me, like interested me in the game again. Yeah. 
uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. I couldn't. I tried Fortnite with. The, I couldn't do the building. I was like, I'm a counter. You know, there's a there's a little trick. There's a little trick. So you have to go into the settings, mm -hmm. and for your builder mode, you have to hit pro. Okay. Not saying you're a pro. It's not saying that, but it changes it to where whenever you're building, you literally just have to press like X or whatever the button is on, whatever you're playing on. And then you just hold the trigger and it builds for you. It's like so fast. It's like, so you just move around and like hold the trigger and you're building. And that helped me a whole lot with my building. That's funny. It's so much easier now. Yeah. I. It's just the settings. Yeah. That makes sense. And like, if you're, you know, like most games, if you're just not used to used to that type of mechanic you just have to learn yeah 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 um there's a lot there's a lot going on i did i building and <laughs> shooting and jumping yeah. at the same time <laughs> i did actually download fortnite again to see the no build thing um and it is for my old my old boomer not really boom, millennial uh preferences like okay this is this is like it always looked fun and it's i find the no build to be but like yeah it's uh but the lobbies, man, you're just sitting in the lobbies. I'm just like, holy cow, this is like some sort of trip of like <laughs> just the different skins and the songs and the dancing. Um, I feel very. I just stick with the classic. Yeah. I just do the. Uh, that's that's also a tactic. Yeah. Because they think you're new. Mm. You know, you just stick with the the base skin. <laughs> the old the old rope a dope. Let, you know, they call this. Let me get this noob and then. Pa pa pa. And then I chug, wrecked chug. everyone. Yeah, there you go. It was so funny. Gavin uh, Verhey was visiting uh, a few weeks ago. And, you know, he was playing Magic at the kitchen table with some people. And I had been playing Magic all day. So I just turned on some Fortnite. I just wanted to release some steam. And um, he actually kind of sparked the idea for me that I should stream it. I never thought about streaming it. I was like, this is my game that I just play to kind of unwind yeah. at night. And he was like, I look over and he's just like staring and he's like videoing me. And he said, this is so entertaining. Like you should stream this because I am like a whole other person. I'm going in there. I'm like busting down doors with my shotgun and I'm like, pa pa pa, And I got like 10 kills, which is like 10% of the map y'all. And uh, he was math. like, he's like, you're really good at this. <laughs> You've actually, you, cause I've seen you tweet and talk about it and you see, you do seem really good. Like you should, you should stream. I'm pretty it. good at yeah, it. I'm not like, I would love to watch you play. I probably fall under pressure though. That's just how I am. Like, it, like that's how I am when I'm competing in magic tournaments as well. If I'm, if I'm chilling by myself, I'm focused. But as soon as I bring up chat, I'm like, I get so distracted and people are telling me to do certain things. And I like, and I, fall under pressure it always happens i I can relate to that you know you know i'll play i'll play on arena or whatever i think i think i'm so good i think i understand the stack so much and i was on a stream a few weeks ago and immediately like skip someone's turn i was like oh it's not my turn sorry i don't <laughs> i'm mm. a little nervous everybody yeah i just like click through yeah. and i'm like oh uh there goes my turn oops whoopsies mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's funny you should stream for yeah, it i think but that, i'll try yeah. it i'll try it. i hooked it up i got it hooked up I'm all ready to go. I got my switch right here. I got it ready. Oh, it's on the switch. Oh, dang. Okay, well. Yeah, I got it ready. I've mostly been. Try. I've been playing Stardew Valley a lot on my switch. Uh, uh huh. Like a farm, which is kind of nice. That is not. That is like. That's not my jam. It's. The, I don't want to like work. Work to play. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't want to work. I don't want to build a farm. 
You don't want to harvest crops. I don't want to. I don't want to harvest crops and take care of animals <laughs> and cows and chickens. I, it's funny because I I want to do that in my real life. Yeah. Like I would love to have chickens in my real life. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely reached the point now where like I make pretty good money, but it's like mm-hmm. I wake up, I immediately have to go and I gotta milk all the cows, get all the chicken eggs, make sure they're fed, and it's like all right, this is like a job. This is actually in game. In game, yeah. yeah? Like in, in, oh, okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, I got my cows out back. They're grazing right now. I don't know. <laughs> I would love to have a farm and cows in real life. I, I live in Southern California. We we barely have room for. There's cows people. out there. Uh, not not this part of here. We gotta gotta go north. We don't talk about that. I just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Not really. Um, but uh, I live in Houston, Texas, where everybody thinks that like we ride horses, but there's no horses around here. I mean, Houston is very city. Yes, it is. Very, very urban. I remember your freeway yeah. system was very... It's wild. It was wild. I did not enjoy driving. The driver, yeah. Mm-mm. Ah, yeah, no, thank you. Um, Mm-mm. Too funny. Um, gosh, we've just been all over the place. Uh, before I forget, there's one other one other thing I really wanted to talk about, which I think is super cool, is... Um, so, don't think it's any secret, because you tweet about it a lot. I think your, your kind of main local game store is called Coral Sword. Is that correct? Yeah. And you host uh, which you call she she dh she dh which is a woman focused commander night. So um, I will admit I haven't done one lately because I've been traveling so much. But uh, we did hold them on Saturday nights. Uh, but pretty much we have a really awesome community there. You can literally go anytime, like Thursday, Wednesday night. Sunday, there's going to be somebody probably uh, to play commander with. And everybody is so welcoming and friendly. Going to Coral Sword completely changed my life. Um, really? I, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, growing up, I let shout out to Strike Zone. I love Strike Zone. I buy singles from Strike Zone still, but like, it's just not a place I was comfortable going to play. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's just white walls, dirty bathrooms. Here's a bottle of water and a bag of chips. Uh, you know, everybody stares at you when you walk in and they're like, oh my God, a girl. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, when I walked into Coral Sword, it's like so inclusive. Everybody's friendly. There's such a diverse mix of people there. Um, yeah, it just, I, I felt like I finally found a home and I love Coral Sword. I love everyone at Coral Sword. Um, I don't know if you've seen like my play mat, but um, my play mat who was made by Tam, I met playing commander at Coral Sword. Um, my shirt that I have made um, is made by my friend Ash, Cabinet of Ash, Cabinet of Ashes, sorry. And I met her through Coral Sword and she actually works with my brother, which is kind of funny. Small world. Oh, but funny. this is the play mat. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, there's just so many, like, amazing people. Yeah. At Cruel Sword. It changed my life. They have a cool streaming booth there as well. So uh, back whenever I first started streaming, um, I would stream there sometimes. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. So it, it's really cool. Like, um, it is partly owned by Hunter Pence. Uh, there's a bunch of owners. There's probably like eight or something, but he is one of them. Um, so it's really cool kind of combining like the sports world and with the magic world as well. Hunter is so passionate about magic. Um, and his wife, Lexi, used to work 
uh, for IGN. She was one of the casters for IGN. Oh, wow. So it was really important for them to have like the streaming booth area. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was really awesome. They had like Steph Curry come out and play uh, Mario Kart. And oh, wow. um, Ming, uh, Ming Chen is also um, one of the business partners and owners. Uh, Ming, I don't want to mess it up. Ming Chen was on Comic Book Men, if you're familiar with that show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, and so he comes in. He, he works a lot with Kevin Smith, and um, he comes and does podcasts from the booth sometimes. So it's just this, like, really cool, artistic place. I don't know how else to describe it. You just have to come and see. And there's really good coffee and food, so... Yeah, you get pizza, you get some a coffee. I'm sold. Perfect. Get a chai latte. Ooh, and they serve beer and like sake and wine as well. So you can have a drink while you play magic. Awesome. It's like being at home, but with new people and like friends. It's cool. It does sound cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, wow. That's uh sounds like a pretty nice place. Sounds like a place where everybody knows your name. You really it is <laughs> it is it's amazing uh, we just celebrated five years so oh wow and it's february so next february we're celebrating six years and it's gonna be a big party so everybody come out mark it down I, i'm hoping to get some content creators out as well that'd be cool yeah that, i mean again that's like yeah. that's the kind of thing that'd be as a as a creator you're you know the kind of content that i think would be super interesting outside of like i'm gonna stream all will be you no. Know, all will be one limited again. Like here we go, everybody. Like, you know, there's a place for that, but like I think that kind of stuff is you know it's definitely a more can can be a more interesting viewing experience for a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of featuring awesome awesome game stores. Um, so did you start CDH? Was that kind of your um, idea, or was that something you were already doing? Yeah. No, I just <laughs> it was kind of wild. Like. I just asked uh, Sandy, who's the manager, and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And so they, with like a day notice, they made a flyer. We posted it on Instagram and I showed up and I told everybody, I was like, I don't think anyone's going to show up. So um, I'm just going to go anyways. And there were so many people. There were like eight women on the first day oh, wow. it was really cool i took a lot of pictures it was fun that is cool so many people showed up yeah it was awesome that is awesome i know i think those are the small things like people can do to really kind of help again you just put it out there you just do it yeah. you know what i mean like you just got to shoot your shot you just got to do it yes that is you know that, you know shoot your if, shot if it, if you're if you don't have if you don't have the event no one's going to show up because you don't have one yeah but if you post about it and you just post a simple flyer on the Instagram word spreads, people will show up for it, you know? Definitely. It's really cool. That is very cool. Yeah. So I definitely want to just let everyone know, like maybe reach out to your LGS if that's something you want to do, wanted to do um, at your own LGS and just see like, what are they going to do? Say no, probably not. If they say no, oof, big oof. Why not support women in the community? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, especially it's probably one of the hardest demographics to get into the sort of places. Like if you can demonstrate that it is a women have like just historically felt not welcome at LGSs. So why not have a night 
where they can and they know there's going to be people like them there. Yeah. Right. Yes. Easy. Yes. Very easy. Very easy for sure. Uh, that is awesome. Uh, so Charlie, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know uh, you said you're an old person. You go to bed early and I know time zone wise, but um, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. I go to bed like 10 o'clock. I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. out. You know, I, I ain't got time for, I can't, I can't stay up very, very late. Oh, yeah, I'm too tired. Um, so I think, uh, I know you had kind of mentioned you have DreamHack. Is it DreamHack Dallas? Is that the next, one of the next DreamHacks you're going to be at? And then, um, I'll have to look at what DreamHack Dream. San Diego. San Diego. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. my, my neck of the woods. All right. Oh, I do oh you're in San Diego? Uh, I'm in, I'm, I'm next to Disneyland. So like. Oh, cool. It's like close. It's not close, but close. So that, that makes sense. It's a day. I mean, it's, it's relatively close. It's pretty close. Um, yeah, I actually was. So s- that's cool. I was actually thinking about going to that. Okay, well maybe there's Dreamhack San Diego is April seventh through the ninth. Seventh through the ninth. All right, so we got there, and then uh, I believe you're going to be at uh, MagicCon Minnesota. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. And when is that? Which is literally a month later, and that's going to be May fifth through the seventh. All right, so we got some got some opportunities to meet Talia yeah. this in person. Um, gosh, maybe we'll have to look into San Diego. Uh, that's awesome. Um, very cool. Very cool. Uh, is DreamHack, is that, are you going to be cosplaying there or is that kind of just a creator meetup? Um, so she sparks will be there as a booth. I'm kind of like, I'll be selling stuff. Yeah. I, I sell singles and like some sealed product. Um, cause I also stream on whatnot and I'm about to launch my TCG store as well. Oh, there you go my whatnot <laughs> so um if you if you don't have whatnot use my link because you'll get 15 dollars to spend in the app and i just like i just love streaming on there it's so fun um it really like introduced me to a whole new community of people that i was missing on twitch and i love twitch too but like it's cool getting to just grow on a different platform it's been really awesome so um what was i saying <laughs> uh she sparks dream hack oh she sparks will be there okay. i will be there streaming on whatnot and i will be selling some packs but uh as always we will have other people at the booth so we will have cosplayers um i think confirmed is zabricus is going to be at the booth in cosplay and so will zbex okay. um air bubbles is going to be working the event so she won't be at the booth too much but we love to feature artists uh, specifically like in their hometown. So if anybody from San Diego is an artist, uh, you make tokens, you make dice, anything, reach out to us because we would love to feature you at our She Sparks booth. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a pretty heavy hitter uh, group of cosplayers for sure. Gosh, man, yeah. Get down there for a day. Um, and yeah, I know whatnot's been a, has been a big new platform for you. We'll definitely link uh, put all your links in the uh, description below. Um, also, what I like to do uh, when I have my guest comes on, we kind of mentioned before, um, I like to have my guests choose a charity and we make a donation um, for them. It's just kind of a you know just a kind of nice little thing to do. I think we had decided on uh, Trans Lifeline. Trans Lifeline, yeah. Currently, the professor is running. Um, a charity event for trans lifeline and just blew the goal out of the water. So, um, I wanted to contribute to that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think, gosh, yeah. I think you raised over a hundred thousand dollars in less than a day in like a day. Yeah. yeah it was wild. That is wild. Yeah. But, um, so we, <laughs> yeah, I, 
won't be quite that big, uh, but we don't. We definitely will make a contribution okay. for that. Uh, we'll, yeah. Uh, you know, again, it's just, that's the sort of thing where every little bit helps. Uh, exactly. So, uh, and it's a you know, it's it's a it's a very scary time in a lot of places in the world. So, anyway, we can kind of try to help give people access to the care that they uh, need and deserve. Um, you know, glad glad to do it. Um, additionally, wha- one of the other things I like to do with my guests is. Uh, uh, I'm going to pop up my community board, which, again, I'll use the magic of video editing. And uh, I like to, you know, I talk a lot about community. I'd like to be able to support my, my guests even after the show is done. So uh, what I will be doing, the show and tell show, will become a sub of your fan house. Um, so that way we can continue or I can continue to kind of support you as you travel. I mean, it's not a, you know, it's not a ton, but, like, Maybe if it buys you a coffee somewhere new as you go, um, it's just a small way to kind of help um, continue uh, letting you do uh, all the great work you do from streaming to uh, content creation to lifestyle blogging. Uh, I think, you know, just a small... Fan House is an awesome place to do that, y'all, because Fan House, unlike Twitch, lets us keep 90% of your money that you're giving to us to support us instead of Twitch taking half. So I've been really loving Fan House a lot. It is um, advertise us safe for work, and you know, so it's still like brand friendly, yeah. and um, it's it's just a, a little bit closer look into. I'll just post stuff on there that I I'm not posting on social media. Like it might be a story about my dog or whatever. You know, it's just a little bit more personal, yeah. and um, it is just a way to support. Because I tried the Patreon thing, and like that was a lot. So. Uh, fan house is really awesome because it's just like easy to use and it's just like a feed like a social media feed so yeah, it's definitely I yeah. appreciate that oh for sure uh, and I th- you know to your point yeah. you know the the splits you know 90% of the creator is I think that's a big it makes a big difference because that's you know that's kind of 90% is a big difference definitely yeah plus your dog Oko is very yeah. cute and I'm always down for more dog photos so yeah give me that thank you Oko content so um <laughs> so yeah uh again talia thank you so much for coming on um i will link all of your kind of good stuff your your uh your socials uh, your whatnot uh link below and yeah if you're gonna thank you be in san diego check her out at uh dreamhack uh if you're gonna be going to uh, magic con uh you know go say hi to talia because she's super nice and i you know i tell her drew sent you Maybe I don't know. Don't just go say hi and get a get a photo in her awesome costume. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you like what I do here, you know, feel free to subscribe uh, and hit that. Don't hit that bell. I don't know the bell button thing, silly. But you know, if you enjoy my content, uh, subscriptions are very nice. Uh, or hit that like button. I guess that helps the algorithm. I don't know. This is fun for me. I uh, hope you enjoyed your time, Atalia. Again, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll catch you around uh, in the future. Thank you for having me, Drew. Bye, y'all. See ya.